<laughs> I'm sorry. We're on take number 11 on this. Um, hey there. We are reading John Dies at the End by David Wong, also known as Jason Pargan. Are we good? Yep. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Our Secret Bookshelf, a podcast where we like to read and review books that make us go, what the fuck? We're your hosts, Faith and Jay Lim. We use foul language and we read foul books. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh, and we will spoil the book. Hello. So <laughs> we're a little rusty. We, we are like, a took little... some time off this summer and so... Um, in case you didn't know, we, we recorded early, so like we're ahead of the game yes. um, because we knew that we were going to be gone for the summer, and um, so we're a little rusty at this point. Normally, we record every two <laughs> weeks, and it's been like six weeks or something. Something like that. I mean, it's been a while because you were out at the end of June, and then I was out in beginning of July, or sometime in July, yeah. or something. I don't think we have recorded since the beginning <laughs> of June. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. kind of sounds right. Yeah. When you're listening to this, it's going to be the end of September, but yes. for us, it is middle of August. Mm -hmm. So spoiler alert. Now, you know, we broke the magic. Uh, I know. This we, is we not live. It's, it's not live. <laughs> you don't get us live. Trust me. If you got us live, like earlier, the, the whole like intro thing. It'd be like legit, a 20 minute intro. <laughs> yeah. Legit. We sat here. We laughed. We, we had the mic unplugged at one point. Like, yeah. It was kind of ridiculous. So we were eating food and you could hear it in the background. Like yeah, there's all kinds yeah, of crazy yeah. things going on, which is good because we are talking about a crazy book. Oh my gosh. Okay. So John Dies at the End by David Wong, also known as Jason Pargan. This book was published January of 2007. It is 460 pages. I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a real book. Yes. Like we read a real book. Yeah. Um, we, and when we first picked this book, we knew it was longer, but I don't think either one of us realized it was 460 pages. I feel like we talked about it being like started. 300 pages. Yeah, like that was in my mind. It was like, oh, it's a 300 page book. That's not bad. Right. Yeah. And so we actually were supposed to record this a month. Last time we recorded, right. we were going to do this yes. that time. And we ended up only doing the other ones. Um, and not this one because neither one of us had finished reading yeah. it because we didn't realize it was 460 Truth pages. be told, <laughs> I really only had read the introduction and that was it. So I really I think I had read like 10%. Yeah. Like it was like, I was like, man, am I going to get this done in time? I remember texting you, like we record on Fridays. Um, and I remember texting you like on Wednesday, like, girl, I don't know if I'm going to finish this by Friday. Like, do I push <laughs> through? Like, do I call in sick? Like, and I think like, I said, <laughs> I haven't started. <laughs> and so then we're like, we could be pushing this up to next time. So yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're good. So I, I think part of that is going to be, um, bear with us as we go through this, because some of these notes are from a freaking hot minute ago. And this book is really freaking crazy. So yes. I might get confused at part, oh, parts. Oh, so there, let me just say that if you are not confused as you listen to this podcast, <laughs> then we have done something terribly wrong today because this is the most tangential, chaotic, crazy, all yeah. over the place book that does somehow have some kind of a theme or something going through it. I'm not even sure how to explain that, but what are our ratings? Yeah. 
Um, well, I'm actually looking at this and I'm like, what did I do here? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out together. I'll sure. tell you what I wrote and we'll see if we can figure it out. All right. So we have Goodreads 3.88 stars, 71,491 ratings, 7,215 reviews. So this um, definitely was a popular book. So 3.88 would be an accurate rating. Um, our one star review. This is possibly the worst published book I have ever read. <laughs> I'm sad to admit it was my ex-boyfriend's favorite book. So I read it to placate him. Hmm. And then I wrote underneath it, um, Number 10 on reasons why I broke up with my boyfriend. I think this was my little joke that I that wrote. That was your joke, yes. Yeah, this was my mm -hmm. little joke. I think that's why I put it in a box. But I mean, to be fair, like... Because she said it was his, her ex-boyfriend's yeah. favorite book. And I'm and guessing then, that's why they broke up. Like, yep. she read this and was like, this is what you like? Yeah. We're done. Yeah, <laughs> number 10 on reasons why I broke up with my boyfriend. Nice. So, yeah. Okay, so five-star five-star review. Very hip, very bizarro, very creepy, and very, very even brilliantly funny in a crude juvenile way. And then my little comment on this is yes, exactly why we like it. Yes. Well, <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> well, I said exactly like why we yeah, picked this yes, book. So yeah. yeah, I actually did like this book. Did you not like this book? Uh, you know, it's complicated. I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like I have a very complicated relationship with this book because it was so not a book I would normally read. And it was super, super frustrating at times. And I will be honest, I listened to it while, I did too. while playing Pikmin 4. Oh, girl. I know. Girl. And so there were times I when did too. I knew. <laughs> I think I got the idea from you. Probably. Um, there were but do times... you listen to it on two? Like speed. No. So I speed up my oh, audio books to either 1.7 or 2. So like the fastest you can go on audios. And a lot of people can't process uh -uh. it that fast. But yeah, this one, I am pretty sure I had it on 1.7. I listened, listened to it on the normal speed and I like one. Yeah. So they talked like this. Yes, <laughs> they did. <laughs> but here's the thing. I could not like, there were times I would all of a sudden be like, well, crap, my Pikmin day just ended and I have no idea what happened in the book for the last like oh. two minutes. And then I would, but, but then I would also be like, and I don't care. I'm just going to keep going because none of this makes sense anyway. <laughs> I will just say, I think I literally, I was going, am I too old for this book? Like, is that the no. problem? No. So what I did, I actually started reading it on Kindle first. Yes. And that's when I texted you and I was about 10% in. And then I was like, I'm going to switch it over because it was so long and I didn't want this to be a two hour podcast. Right. I, and I even told you, I'm going to do it differently this right. time. And so bear with me, listeners, if you don't like how I did this, because I ended up not taking notes like I normally do because I didn't want to have like 20 pages of note and a two hour podcast. So instead... I was like, I'm going to switch over to listening to it. And then every once in a while, I'll go back and like do some summary. And then at some point, apparently I stopped completely taking notes because I was looking <laughs> at my notes and I was like, oh crap, I have no notes for the last like two hours of this book. And so then I had to, cause it has been a hot minute. I went back and reread or listened to the last two hours and then took notes on that. So, um, but I did that because I was like, I'm just going to listen and then summarize later so that it's not a really long podcast. And I feel like I, um, I just kind of took notes 
chaotically like the book is yeah. and yeah. and just kind of did a little bit of that too and wrote like various words like i will just tell you it just is like i don't know frank is cured barney's a reporter jennifer lopez arnie. or arnie yeah arnie. i did i catch that arnie. later jennifer lopez question mark um like literally <laughs> these that's not are, how i took my notes these yeah. are like some random notes and so i will just say that i don't know what i read it was a book of lies okay so let's start with the <laughs> forward of this book the forward it says it's all real except for the parts that can get me into legal issues but that's like everything so never mind it's all fake yes. that's literally what he, david wong says so this is about a guy named david wong and he um eventually like after like the prologue he sits down in a chinese restaurant with a reporter named arnie yes. and tells arnie his story and so then he proceeds to tell these little like it's like three different stories essentially that he's telling him of like how it all started and then what happened next and then the final how they saved the world thing um and so he's telling arnie this reporter the whole time so he starts the book as like this is a true account but then he's like, but anything that can get me in legal troubles is is fake. And so, okay, everything in this book is fake. And so it's like, it's just funny. And I really kind of relate it to it's making fun of Supernatural because it's these two yes. guys. They're not brothers, but they're really good friends. And they can basically see hell. They call it Dante's Syndrome, which is they... In, they take a drug essentially that they call soy sauce. It looks like black tar heroin yes. and it makes them see the other side. It makes them see yes. hell essentially. So they can see into hell because of this drug. So they fight supernatural forces. So now David is telling his story to the reporter about how they got this special gift mm -hmm. and how they used it to save the world. And, and it does start with like an author's note and a foreword and a prologue and all of it is super fucking weird. And I'm not even going to be able it's to like try. It's like squirrel. Yes. It's like squirrel. Squirrel. Literally. Well, and it starts out like with this bizarre freaking riddle yes. about this axe. I didn't even, <laughs> I don't even remember it. I wrote it all down, but it was like contemplating, did I kill him with a real axe? Did I even kill him? Cause he was like, it's just so weird. And, and I feel like that's going to be like, what I will say in this podcast is that we are not going to be able to really tell you fully no. what this story is. No. We can tell you everything that we remember and know about this story and you will still read it. Yeah. And it will, you, nothing that we say will matter because this it's is so one bizarre. of those weird stories <laughs> that goes all over the place, but yet also has a theme of things. Um, and so one of the things that I was, I was talking actually to my husband cause he swears I seen the movie. I do not recall this. This was quite some time ago, um, but he swears. Movie came out in 2012. Yeah, he swears we watched it together, um, but I don't remember. I don't it, know. <laughs> I think it just wasn't. He said he thinks that I was just like, eh, whatever. And um, but I have not rewatched. I know you did watch it last. I night. watched it yesterday. And um, one of the things that I was telling him, I said the book is very witty. And I said, and my issue is that I love it's, it's wittiness. absurd, funny. It's supposed to be absurd. Yes. And I love wittiness. And there were times I would just like be sitting there playing the game and they would say something and I would just crack up because yes. I'm like, oh my that God, that funny. is so funny. Yes. But I cannot tell you any of the lines. Yeah. I, I know. Tell you I was context. like, crap, I should have wrote some. I wrote some down as they came same, up just because same. I was like, man. 
I, okay, so let's let's start Let, okay. I, because I do have an example here of what we're talking about. So prologue. So after he does the forward, he's talking about like it's all real except for the parts that can give you in trouble. So never mind, it's all fake. Then he goes into the prologue and he's contemplating this really fucked up riddle. Mm-hmm. And then his phone rings and it's his best friend John. <laughs> and John proceeds to tell him this. It's a code, but the code is all like. So they have a code in case anybody is listening into their phone call. But the code is, like, really bad. Like, it would trigger the FBI, like, Mm -hmm. bad. And what he really wanted to say wasn't that big of a deal at all. So it's, like, it's absurd that you have this code. For example, the very last line of the code was, oh, yeah, don't forget, tomorrow we kill the president. Which means (laughs) stop at the store and get me some cigarettes. And it's, like, that's so absurd because that's going to flag the FBI and you are trying to talk in code. So it's just absurd like this. So then he, like, he's, like, okay, I'll be there in, like, 12 minutes. And it's, like, that. who who says 12 minutes? Like, it's, like, I'll be there in, like, 15 minutes. Like, you round up. He's, like, I'll be there in 12 minutes. Yes. It's just full of these random things. Like, one of them I wrote down is... Um, there are 16 reasons not to do this. Maybe if I had listened, if I had done another, like if it was like an odd number, maybe Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done it. Maybe I would have listened if it was an odd number instead of an even number. And it's like, what the fuck, what kind of logic is that? Um, so, so then he's contemplating this thing or thinking about, um, this situation with Frank and you wrote down Frank's name. With spiders. (laughs) Yeah. Frank gets attacked. He has like a hallucination while he's driving, gets attacked by spiders. And now he like sees hallucinations and everything. And it's just this random thing. And he's like, you know, but nobody wonders where the hallucination, like everybody thinks he's having hallucinations because he was in a car accident. But what about the hallucination he had that caused the car accident? And then he shows up to John's house and it's like, what was the point of that? No, we'll, well, later, later, later then we come back yes. to it. And then even when we walk into John's house, we have this person there, Shelly. Girl. Yes, and, this and, girl. And John, I didn't write her of course, Shelly. And John, of course, is like, maybe he's trying to set me up with her. And, like, he's he finds out that she needs, or he's he called her a girl who liked to be rescued or may need to be rescued or something. And so there was this whole thing about her husband or her boyfriend, like bugging her and following her. The Harassing is, her. Yeah. Hit her. Like, yeah. Hit her. Like actually hit her, but he's dead. She, he's and- <laughs> like, he's like, well, we can take you to like a will, women's shelter yeah. or something. And she's like, he's been dead for two months. And so yes. then John's like, see, dude, see, this is why I said we should do this. <laughs> so, so yeah. So basically we have this whole situation where they're going to try and figure out. And again, we're talking about Shelly, but then we all of a sudden jump after Shelly to book one. Yes. Cause it's like this thing. And then, then it's David in the Chinese restaurant talking to Arnie. And so this is like, I think this is like what they're doing now is that they get called in to deal with these and they have a following of people that follow them. And like they're supernatural hunters essentially. Um, But like, yeah, I was listening to this part of them. Actually, I was reading this one at this point and like they're helping this girl. It turns out girl's a demon. Yes. And so, yeah, so they have to fight or yeah, she bursts into a bunch of snakes and they have to, and then she leaves and the freezer is packed full of like like the people that live there are hunters and so it's packed full of like animal carcasses and meat and stuff right well all of that comes out of the freezer and turns into this like golem of meat (laughs) and like and so then they go and they have to fight them and this is where i wrote i was like i kind of like this book and then the doorknob turns into a flaccid penis and i was like oh now it's fucking weird yes (laughs) so there are so many things they fight this meat guy and then they call Dr. McCartney, who we find out later about, and they call him, and he instantly kills the meat 
monster over the phone like instantly and then it shows david meeting with arnie and telling him his story and it's like what was the point of all of that there really didn't seem to be um but it is what it is so he goes to this chinese food place what is it they china food is that what it's called yeah i didn't write it they down. china food i was trying not to take a lot of and he notes. was waiting for the reporter there and um i mean I can't even tell you what all he did, but he again starts rambling in his head about different things about how many rice grains are on the plate passing him. Like he's like a little yes. like rain man going on. Like what's how like he's able to like see things and understand things because read minds. Yeah, almost. like yeah. I mean all kinds of stuff. And like and he even tells Arnie like how many coins he has in his pocket, what yep. the dates are on them. He talks about like what his dream was last night like so he's like he knows all at this yes. point because he took this drug well so then all of a sudden the story starts because arnie arrives and yeah. he's like okay after he does all that and tells him about the coins he starts to tell him this story um about a pan a, 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 a party. party yeah and there was a band playing at the party and it was john's band they were the they were the band for it and then they, well, Dave, David's not in the band. He's right. just like with the band. He's like does weird performances yeah. with the band. And again, it's hard to explain because you're so thinking random. about it and you're like, I don't know if I quite get grasp what is happening with this, but it's, it's like absurdness. performance art. Yeah, it's just absurdness. Um, and so there is this Jamaican and there was something with a black centipede. Yeah, so so the Jamaican, he hears some girls being like, oh my God, that guy levitated. So he comes over and this Jamaican guy, which apparently has a really fake Jamaican accent, is talking about how he like has powers and he's like, David's like, whatever. And he's like, oh, gotta like the skeptic, man. And so he tries to convince him that he knows stuff. And so he like pulls a centipede out of David's ear instead of a coin. And then he makes it disappear. But later on, David throws up and he throws it up. And so then it's like, oh, it went into his stomach. How did he do that? And then he's telling, he's like predicting his, like what he, like, well, not predicting, but like telling like, this is the dream you had last night. And like, how does your brain know when like the phone rings in your dream and then the phone rings in real life and like when like in your dream there was an explosion right when the thunder cracked like how did your mind know that and so he's telling him all this stuff of like i know these things like i can see the future and know everything that's happening now and know what you're thinking and so and he's like if i can do this for you you owe me, me a beer, beer. yeah um and he's david's like whatever i don't believe you well john ends up like but it, john's is even stupider he's like i'll predict your weight yeah. And John and David's like, do you even know your weight? And he's like, no, but it had to be pretty close. And so he owes him a beer. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so stupid. John cracks me up. John, John is so is funny. kind of a dummy. And he, well, he's so but juvenile. He's, yeah. And he's always talking about his penis. And it's like, it's very juvenile, very kind of funny. Like it, just. It kind of reminds me if you know anything about Kevin Smith and, and who Jay and Silent Bob are from yes. the Kevin Smith movies. Um, he kind of reminds me of Jay Jason Mew's character and uh, as um, Jay in Jay yeah, and Silent yeah. Bob, just as kind of like wonky guy and like every now and then he kind of, you know, he might have something to say, but for the most part, he's just kind of goofy. He's yeah, like the, yeah. the, com the comedic relief almost. Yeah. Um, in there also at this party, um, David runs into Jennifer Lopez, not yeah. J-Lo. 
<laughs> but Jennifer Lopez. But every just time has he, the same name, he, and he mentions like not the real Jennifer Lopez. Yes. but she has the same name. I think at first he was like the real Jennifer Lopez, and then he was like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and we also are introduced to the dog Molly, and yes. Molly, I think was like maybe a border collie or something small. Okay, yeah. It was like a smaller dog of some sort, medium to small dog. I don't remember what kind of dog it's off. I think it was border collie. Was they're not that collie? small. Well, I mean, they're not like big. They're not like they're my just, dog, but they're smaller yeah, they, than my dog. Border collies are usually smaller than that. Yeah, I think so. Well, okay. It's like Lassie. Uh, Lassie's a collie. But that's what I pictured. But Even in the no, movie, border that's about. collie is smaller. It's like a no, black and no. white, a little bit smaller than a regular collie. Okay. So. Um, so John leaves the party, tells, um, and tells David to chill out about the Jamaican. Yeah. Um, and he's asking, John is asking David to come over. Yeah. Well, so, so we have this whole yeah. aspect. Oh, they go to Denny's though. Yeah. So the, so John leaves with the Jamaican and a whole bunch of other people and David goes home and then David wakes up to a phone call. And this is when it starts to get even weirder is that he has multiple phone calls from John, but John's like, you got to come over. I can't get out of my apartment. I need your help. Mm-hmm. So he goes over there to help him. And John's like, he looks like he's drugged out and he he's having hallucinations. So David takes him. He's like, we've got to go, like, get you help. Um, and then, and he, he won't go to the hospital. They end up going to work. And then eventually they get pulled into the police station. And at the police station, the police officer te- is like going through this list of people, which like David knows are people that were at the party and then went to the after party with John and them. And it turns out like, Oh, that's Morgan Freeman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so through the book, he doesn't disclose where they're at. It's unknown, like an unnamed thing. He changes names because he wants to keep their safety because this is supposed to be real events, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. So the, this um, police officer or detective is telling him all these people that died at this mm-hmm. party in really a horrific way. And he's trying to figure out what happened. And he said, or they're all strung out and going to die anyway. And so right. he's like, I need to know what this, what the drugs were, where you guys got it. So they're trying to figure out. And then he finds out that John died in the room next door. And then, so the, the detective leaves and then David gets a phone call and it's John. Right. And he's like, are you still at the police station? He's like, oh my God, dude, like what's going on? Like, I thought you were dead. And he's like, can you grab my body? I just need my body. And they're like, what in the world? And so he's like, just leave. And so he leaves, but his phone is all smashed and he can't talk to him on the phone. And it's like slowly dying. And so he's like, go buy a Bratz. And he's like, what the hell? Oh, that's so right. So he buys a Bratz and he's yeah. like, put that up to your ear. So he puts the Bratz up and now he can communicate to him through the Bratz. Like, and throughout this, just to kind of add in a few things, we have this whole aspect of Molly, the dog who needs to be taken to her owner, who turns out to be someone that John and David went to school with named Cucumber and her brother, Big Jim. Big Jim happens to be one of the people from the party who's yes. still alive, along with Jennifer Lopez and yeah. Fred Shoup. And so we have this yeah. whole thing and with Todd. them. Was there a Todd? There's a Todd. Oh, he's Jen, the, so no, there's Justin. John. Justin. Justin is no, the no, no, no. kid, isn't no, no, no. he? No. So there's John, David, Jennifer Lopez, Jim, Fred, and Todd. And then there's Justin. Justin was the one who had the blonde hair. Yeah. So Justin eventually is called Shitload. 
because he gets infected. So, okay. He so, gets infected with bugs, basically. Yeah, so what, basically what happens is there's these, like, white caterpillar bug things that are infesting people and turning them evil. And so the Jamaican guy exploded. Monsters came out of him and killed everybody at this party horrifically. And it started, like, the end of the world. And so John and David have to go to Vegas initially. To the Luxor. <laughs> to go fight against this evil and stop the end of the world from yes. happening. So John, David, Jennifer Lopez, Jim, Fred, and Todd all go to Vegas to stop nothing Justin. Nothing about Todd in my notes. So jo- Todd actually doesn't exist anymore. Okay. So this might be why. Because when okay. he's talking to Arnie later, he talks about how like Todd doesn't exist anymore because he went into the hellhole and so he doesn't exist. Okay. So that might have been one of the times that I drifted off from the book. From, <laughs> so that is always a possible. Oh, wait, shot in the heart and he went to hell. But I think that was Justin. Yeah. Well, and Fred also dies. No, I think Fred you're thinking of Fred. later. Fred yeah. and Jim both die in but, Vegas. But later, but this is like prior to that. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. everybody dies and people Again, come back. Yes, like that's John, the whole thing. Yeah. Like, John and David know. both die and come back. Molly dies several times. Yes. The dogs die several oh, times. And, and comes Molly back. comes back as different kinds of dogs. So Molly comes oh, I didn't back. Notice that. Yeah. She yeah. comes back sometimes as like a bigger dog. Like it's almost like they can tell it's her, but cause she's like floating, but then she also yeah, looks like so a different weird. dog. Well, but literally. Even, <laughs> even even John. So John didn't actually die in the in the police station. He actually went into Molly and was right. Molly for was a Molly while. For That's a why while. he was like, yeah. grab my body, because he's right. not really dead. Yes. He's Molly for a little while. And so he like drives a car and helps <laughs> So, so absurd. There's one point where he's like, he David's doesn't have any money. So John tells him through the brat to go find this guy in this alley. And he basically used the guy as an ATM and got $6,000 from this guy. Yes. Like it just came out of him. Like, I don't remember. Did it come out of his mouth? I, I don't remember. I have no idea. So, um, so Morgan Freeman, again, that is the police officer. He comes in and out of this several times. Then we have this dude, Marconi, who was mentioned in like the foreword. Yes. And he is an occult leader who's at the Luxor and someone that they're going to go see. Or, or when not he's like cult famous. He's, he's famous like, for like writing about the occult. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was something about <laughs> Jim had a whole thing about his large penis being larger than any large penis. Like oh there God. was this whole diatribe yeah, about that yeah. and penises. I don't even understand. There were so many weird things on here. And my, one of my favorites, I wrote this down. There was this whole thing about an RV, like the Elton or Elton John band, like Elton John, the band. And they were like talking to someone else, like Elton John is a dude. And they were going through yeah, this whole, yeah. again, this randomness yes. of just like randomly, it we're going to talk about Elton John. It's random squirrel moments. It is. <laughs> oh, and then so, we all of a sudden hear about Karak for the first time. Oh, wait, wait. So that's after. So that they go to Vegas. They fight against Justin. Justin dies. Todd disappears he, from existence. Like nobody remembers Todd. Fred and Jim die, which Jim is Amy's brother. Yes. Which Cucumber. Then t- yeah. Cucumber slash Amy. Yeah. And then it turns out, I think Jim ended up starting all of it initially. Like, I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, so they go, they, they win in Vegas. And then all of a sudden, it's six months later, Dave is married to Jennifer Lopez and doesn't remember anything that's happened in the last six months. And Molly struck it big in Vegas. Yes. And so she won. And so he is, so Dave and Jen are 
rich now because Molly won in Vegas. And so now it's six months later and we're going into book two. And and John says, I love this, meet me at the DQ. And I'm just like, or at the Dairy Queen. I'm like, oh, flashback. (laughs) Somebody's face going to explode. I mean, that does happen in this, but it doesn't get stitched back together. So one thing about Arnie, our reporter, at the end of book one, Arnie is kind of like, I don't know if I believe you. Like there's this whole thing about that. And then we go into book two. Arnie is also like through this, like, dude, like none of this makes you look good because everything that you're saying that I can verify makes it look like you went on a killing spree and you killed these people. Mm -hmm. He's like, everything that you're saying that if like, I can't verify is the pieces that make this like what you're saying is true. So like, if I just take the facts that I can verify, you'll look like a psychopath that's going on. Like you're a serial killer, dude. One other thing about this whole, like, six months later, one of the things that Jennifer Lopez, who is, you know, with David at this time, um, she says, this is the fourth time you've come back in six months. Like, this is the fourth time he's woke up and not known what's going Mm -hmm. on. So I thought that was super interesting, too. I'm like... Well, what does that mean? Yeah, because like, John yeah. even said, oh, it happened again. Yeah, yep. he's like, come over, man, I'll explain everything. Yep. He's like, And so he's like, I have to keep doing this yes. with you. So it's so, it's so Weird. just bizarre. So, and when we say book two, we don't mean like it's another book. It's like part two yes. in this book. So book two is the second half of the book. Yes. Um, Although it's more than half. <laughs> it is. It's like two additional pieces. So book two is focused on the mall. Like, so book, like in the first part, they're trying to get to Vegas to stop the end of the world. Now they're trying to get to the mall to stop the end of the world. Um, But do you want to start with the story of where we start with this one? Because that was a really interesting Yeah, so there's there's this, again, we talked about how Dave and John have kind of become these like supernatural kind of things. And it's very funny. Hunters, killers. What what, what do we have behind us, Jalen? I know. We have our... Yeah, we, have, we have Dean yeah, Winchester. I, always, I know. I always get confused because Sam Winchester actually plays Dean in Gilmore Girls. And that's yes. where I originally know no. him. But yes, Dean is behind us. We, we have a cardboard cutout of And Dean. he scares it's, me every time I come size. into this basement. It <laughs> startles so- me. <laughs> I'm sorry that Dean startles you. <laughs> he was meant to be startling. But anyway, so I and, you know, there's there's kind of, I guess, this Dean and Sam Winchester thing um, where they're going and they're kind of like fighting supernatural crime in a way. Um, but anyway, so there was this house and apparently in this house there was like this carpet that had a blood stain on it. And I don't remember if they told, they might have told a story that someone had died there, but I don't remember no, if they did that. No, or not. I don't think they talked they about that. They just kept talking just, about the blood stain. How they kept trying to. Yeah. They replaced the carpet. They cleaned it. Yeah, even yeah. when they replaced the carpet, the blood stain came back in the mm-hmm. same spot, same size, same everything. So Dave and John come over there, and I, I think that they were seeing the guy laying there. Yeah. And they could so, see the ghost. So the other people who live there couldn't see the him. So they kind of kicked them out of the room and they started talking to him. The guy really didn't respond to them, but they just kept saying, you know, you can leave now, blah, blah, blah. And eventually the guy got up and left and the blood stain was gone. And it was just like the story's longer than that, a lot more wordy <laughs> and has lots of witticisms in it. But what I is that a word? Sure. Sure. Um <laughs> but it was like a part of the story I can listen to and go, I understood that part of the story completely. Don't ask me how any of it connects. <laughs> but that story was a lovely little part of the story that I really enjoyed. 
So well, I mean, it's kind of like in the in the prologue they give this example yes. of because this is what they do now because yes. the side effects of the soy, soy sauce, sauce. <laughs> is that they can see it's Dante's syndrome. They can see hell now in their yes. reality, things they couldn't see before, and so now they can go and they can fight these things and like you know take care of things. So that's what the meat monster in the beginning was an example of that. Then this blood stain is like so they're doing these things. This is why they have a following at this point. Like they have people that like believe in them, talk about them in social media. Like they probably have like web website and shit. And so they like do these things. Mm-hmm. And then this is how they get introduced to the next part of what happened in Vegas and how that threat right. is not gone. So we go into um, this. I, well, I have listed here the Bratwurst prophecy, but then we go into this weather guy situation. Yeah. So the police call them and said, we need your help with this mm-hmm. case. This dog ran away from their owner and went and killed a man. Mm-hmm. So they go to the house to help investigate. Turns out it's Molly. And like I said, I think this is where Molly shows up where they see Molly, but she's hovering and other people see Molly as a different kind of dog, like a bigger dog. So this is important. We need to go back to the prologue and the meat monster. So they figured out the girl was a demon because they each saw a different girl. Yes. And so oh, this yes. is how That's they right. know that somebody is messing with their mind mm-hmm. and is from this other reality is that they present to them in different ways. So they each saw a different girl that was the the demon or whatnot. And they don't yeah. even call it a demon. I don't know what they, it's just these imposters. Yes. So they see Molly differently than how other people describe Molly. So this is how they know, okay, Molly is not normal. Um, there's something wrong with Molly and this I thought was really funny. So they have these mints that they got from a Christian bookstore or something and they, they're called testaments uh-huh. and they feed one to Molly because this is how they test to see if it's evil or not. They give this to people and Molly exploded. Yes. <laughs> so she obviously was, was evil. So, yes. and, and, and she, Chrissy is her owner at this point. Right. And Chrissy's in the house. Like they could see her through the window. The cops are saying to John and David, we can see her in the window. The body's on the floor. There's a this dog in there but they couldn't like maybe nobody would go because yes. the dog killed this yes. guy and the dog had like blood on his muzzle yeah. and all this stuff um so they end up going in and talking to chrissy and i feel like she didn't really know or like she was confused she kind of appeared i was confused, confused. I, was confused. I was confused yeah so chrissy now is joining us and chrissy is molly's new owner now remember amy was molly's original owner and amy, amy comes cucumber. yeah and she comes back <laughs> um in the story but Later. Yeah, so Chrissy is now joining them, and there's like there's a weather weather guy is the guy that was killed, and then there's a sports reporter, which is Chrissy's boyfriend, Danny Wexler. Danny Wexler, but he gets infested yes, by these with white roaches. Or is he the no, one? it's the no. white. He turns evil. He's okay. infested. Like that's what happens. Is those white caterpillar. Oh, things. there was a roach man somewhere though. Where was the roach man? I don't was remember. he? A, maybe he was in Danny's car, and he maybe got to Danny somehow. Oh, you're talking about. Um, Robert North, the guy in the oh, back yeah, seat. With yes, the, yes, yes, yes. Okay. He, yeah, eventually. And I don't know when he comes he in. He comes in, in here. Yeah, after. but I don't have him on this page of notes. Is he? Oh, see, one year later. That's okay. Yeah, that's the the third part of this whole book is a year later. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, there at some point, there is this guy in the back seat. So, like, John's off working and David is like driving somewhere. I don't know. And this guy in the back seat, like 
put something, yeah, yeah, put something down his shirt that is going to, if he doesn't listen to what North says to do, mm-hmm. it's going to kill him. Yes. Um, and so then he gets rid of the guy at this, at this point, but he comes back and he's like, he's coming back and it turns out he's from this other reality. Yes. And there is a door in the mall that leads to this other reality within here we do have a video camera that wexler had set up in his apartment that's right where where he was like videotaping himself um i will also stay in here i kind of had this off to the side um there are a lot of Mm n-words in here referring to african americans in a bad way and there was a lot of the r word in here um regarding um, people with special needs. And so yeah. just know, and I think there's some anti-Semitism as well. So just know that these are things that show up in this book. Um, it's not pervasive throughout the whole book, but you, it does show up. And so if those are words that are triggering for you, then I would just be aware that they're there. We're so, not going to see them, obviously, right. but if it's you not, decide to read this book. Yeah. Just know that those are there. Um, so we, this is where Korok comes in. We start hearing yes. the word Korok. I serve none but Korok. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's so see. So I have, so Danny is infested. Yes. Danny comes and goes to reality. Mm-hmm. So this is where like he did this videotape to where he did it in the past. The, the soy sauce also makes you go to different times and you can see, this is why they're able to like predict things in the future and whatnot, because mm-hmm. like time doesn't really exist in that. Cause you're in between worlds when you're using the drug. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the after effects, like the side effects that are permanent is that you can always see the other side um but when you're on it like like you act like you're you're in between you can see all kinds of different stuff yes. so danny comes and goes where he's evil so he's from the other side and then our side so in some ways like it's supernatural there's also a little stranger things going on in this book mm-hmm. um which i mean obviously stranger stranger things came out after this but well, there's, there's a little bit of that going to on 80s hair bands which i know yeah. is like a stranger things thing as well yeah apparently. so there's some like some like kind of those themes going on but it's yeah. just supposed to be absolutely absurd yes so they have to go to the mall to fight <laughs> and what mall I, of the dead but this <laughs> this is a mall that like it went bankrupt before yes. it ever like like got to be a mall which made me think about the menstruating mall and it was like i was like is this i was like i don't remember when that book was published compared to this one i was like but it was like is it like is this crossing over different worlds was this the menstruating mall that went bankrupt because of what went down but what i liked about this part that i thought was really funny is that they start describing it like it's a video game so they're going through the mall trying to get to where like this door is where Mm -hmm. they're going to have this battle and john's like break that crate we're going to find some weapons in it (laughs) And like, we need to level up and do this. And it's like, okay, we have to pick up this and we have to trade this. And then we have to find the key to the door. And then we got to get these weapons. And then there's going to be a big boss at the end. And I was like, oh my God, this is like a video game. (laughs) Yes, very much so. so. Yeah, it was so funny. I loved that part. And I just thought that was really funny. Um, Yeah, I don't really have a much in here other than we go through some different things than Arnie has done again. (laughs) Yeah, so they they go, they do the big fight. Um, Somehow Chrissy Chrissy, gets gets a gun. But But Chrissy starts to get infested. That's right. Dave gets infested and shoots John. Yep. But he lives again. Again. And then Chrissy gets infested. She fights it inside of her. Like there's just all this like. And then there's. And and is that where Chrissy and Danny then end up? Like they find Danny's video again. And it turns out Chrissy is talking. He left the video when he was able to do a video call from 
her never saw Danny or Chrissy again after yeah. that point. They were just kind of gone. It yeah, was like this left. whole weird thing. Yeah. And then we, and then it's a year later. And then we jump to the missing girl. And the missing girl is Amy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking, I'm like, okay, we're a year later. So now we're in the like a year later. And they're still doing this where they're fighting things. And then they find out that there is a missing girl and they get called in. And it turns out it's Amy, who is Jim's little sister. And before Jim died, they promised that we they would take, take care. care of Amy. Now, with So now here, they are like shitty ass friends because right. they haven't really done anything with me, Amy. And now she's missing. Now, Dave had been at work. And while he was at work, somehow... He lost 30 minutes. Yeah. So and David so, is having these, these episodes where he's missing time. Mm -hmm. And at some point he realizes that some, he had a missing chunk of time and mm -hmm. he may have done something really bad. And so he has something locked in his shed, but he doesn't know what. Exactly. And so he's starting to, to freak out thinking that the missing girl <laughs> is dead in his shed because he has a time period. He doesn't remember. He calls it the murder burrito <laughs> in his shed. And he can see fingers and he's like, who is that? Um, Cause big Jim said to protect his sister. This is what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And I have Robert. So now I have Robert North shows up. So he doesn't mm -hmm. show up until this part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he has a body in his shed. Um, oh, what was the, by the way, the, by the way, was like something really dumb. Did you write that down? The what? The, by the way, like be before chapter 12 and we go into Amy, there was just like this, by the way. No, no um, I don't remember what it was. I just wrote it down. Well, he has before any of the Amy stuff, he just feels like he's constantly watched through his TV. And he knows the end is coming. And then they find out Amy is missing. Mm -hmm. They go to help. He's having missing time periods. He's afraid that Amy is in his in his shed. But right. then all of a sudden Amy shows up. Right. And and David doesn't realize that Amy is missing a hand. Yes. Because apparently she was in a car accident. Something bad happened to her hand. When she was in school, she had it. But then she left school. And during that time period, they had to remove her hand. So yes. he hasn't seen her since then. And now she doesn't have a hand. Um. So, and she acts like super weird in the beginning of like when they first, well, like when she's like, like, she doesn't recognize him in a way, or yeah. she's like, it seems like she doesn't recognize Dave and Dave's like, dude, we went to yeah, school together. Yeah. Like we were in the same well, class but, And together. then there's like this jellyfish thing that the cops are like oh, asking yeah. David and where, John where, about. Where did this jellyfish head? Did you see this jellyfish? Like it was on her porch. Yeah. Oh, and there was a fat bag too. There was like, um, somewhere in there with Amy, wasn't there the bag of fat? I don't remember. Like they couldn't find her, but they found a bag of fat and a jellyfish. Yeah, I know that they found <laughs> the jellyfish. And, and the bag of fat comes in later, but don't, I don't ask me. I remember this. It comes in later when they're yeah. like in that portal. The bag of fat comes in there. Like they're seeing it in different places. Oh, I don't know. And then the jellyfish comes back because I think that's one of the people, the um, the guy yeah. from the other portal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway. Amy is also missing and having blackout times of like, she missed like 20 hours when she was missing. Yes. And she came back. She's like, I'm missing like 20 hours of my life. She's acting odd. I wrote something about this pink ooze. Is that the bag of fat? I have I, no, there's pink it ooze was... that bubbles when it's insulted. And I was like, mm. oh, there's a Ghostbusters reference. I have no idea. I and do they still know. don't know who the body in the shed oh. is, but David hasn't told anybody about this. Yeah. He's keeping him to himself. There, there, there is a, <laughs> this is a funny line. This may be a little bit later than where you are. I'd like to pause a minute and talk about my penis. And he talks about his <laughs> penis as like a toddler in Disneyland. 
I'm like, oh my God. And how his <laughs> penis hasn't had time. Because I think that was when he was crushing on Amy. Like he crushed on Jennifer Lopez and yeah. then he crushed on Amy. Well, he married Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Well, when but he they didn't weren't remember. really, I don't know. So yeah, weird. That was but... so weird. Yeah. Anyway, so. Okay. So essentially with this one to like maybe do a summary. Because then it gets weird and I get lost on things. And this is also when I stop taking notes. So I'm like, shit. So there's there's this door. And for some reason, only John and David can cross through this door. And the other side is trying to figure out how to infect everybody in our world and take over. Mm -hmm. And they need somebody to be able to go back and forth. So they infest people. They hatch. They take over. They infest more people so that they can kill everybody and take over this world. So they are sending imposters over. These imposters have a pie symbol tattoo on their, I think, right foot. Yeah, because um, Molly the dog, we know. Yeah, has Molly one. has one, mm-hmm. which is why she's died multiple yep. times. Um, and so there's this um, pie symbol on their foot that lets you know that they are a hell duplicate yes. from this other world. So they're trying to take over our world. And so John and David are trying to end that from happening. Right. They like create these bombs that look like dog bones. And so Molly swallows one. Mm-hmm. So they're trying desperately to get Molly to poop it out so they can use it. And so then they're <laughs> like, fuck it. Let's just let Molly explode and kill everybody. <laughs> It's just so absurd. Um, well, and then there's the Scooby goggles, which apparently if oh, Amy right. wear, yeah, she if she wears the goggles, she can see what they can see on the drugs without having to take the drugs. Right. And also just so you know, cause Amy has the hand missing at some point in order to get into the portal, they have to open this door and, and she Amy's has to do it. Yes. Do because it. she doesn't so, have a yeah. hand. Her hand can go through to open the ghost door because her hand exists on the other side. Yes. So she puts on the goggles and she looks down and sees her hand that's missing. She can see the ghost yes. form of it. So she's able to finally unclench her hand because she talks about how it feels like it's balled up yes. in a fist and it hurts. So she's able to unclench it and have some release. But she's the only one that could open this door yes. because she is missing the hand and, and exist in the other side. And before they go in there, Dave and John do take two new capsules of soy sauce. Like they had taken the yes. soy sauce at the party, but they had not since that time. Yes. But in order to fight all of these weirdos, these which turned out to be like people in lab suits, um, they took the two capsules. Yeah. So, um, well, and I wrote down the, so they do some really absurd things to try to fight off these evil things. So the testaments, they'll feed them. Mm-hmm. At one point he says, rub the Jesus picture on her <laughs> to try to like make sure that they're not evil. Um, so yeah, there, and so there's an elevator. this door is an elevator yes. to hell. Well, and then it's super weird in there. There's all these weird things like a cage with a boy who chains into a pig. There's like, um, well, they oh. have the flamethrower throwing squirt guns. Yep. And they tell somebody they work at the fire department. That's yep. why they have the flamethrowing squirt guns. They they just have all this like stuff and it's like bestiality and people being nude and doing things and like naked people everywhere and then people in labs. Like there's so much weirdness as you're walking through here and they're yeah. describing things and you're just like, I don't know what is happening right now. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so, th- this is when I started probably getting really confused in the yes. book. Yeah. Um, so do we want to finally talk about who's in the shed? Do we, I mean, at uh, one point, Amy gets shot in the head and they think that she's dead. But yeah, it turns out I, that was an imposter. North, North kills Amy. Yeah. But um, it was the imposter, Amy. Right. She's fine. North actually closes the door to the portal. 
Um, and John hits him and, and Dave impales him and he melts. And that's where our jellyfish comes up because mm-hmm. he was the jellyfish. Yeah, he never he was the jellyfish. Um, and so then they go, they ask this dude <laughs> for a ride. He's in a truck and they think it's Fred Durst who is a musician. I don't know if you Yes, know. yes. Okay. I vaguely remember they, this part. They think that it's Fred Durst. It's not, but that's who they think it is. And so um, Dave is sitting in the front with him. John and Molly, I think it was Molly, were in the back. I didn't write it down. I don't remember. I remember. Um, and so they're ba- basically talking. And at one point I put, is it Molly? Like, is Fred Durst Molly now in a human form? But it's not. Yeah. Um, so Amy was in the shed looking at the corpse on the floor. That's right. That's how it came to be. Yes. And so the body on the floor. And earlier when David had said he saw the body and he talked about it being a burrito, he made the comment that if he would have opened it up and looked then, he probably would have killed himself or something like yes, something to he did that. say something about that. Yes. yes. So he intimated So then you're like, oh my like, God, like this? this is, yeah. So who do you think is on the floor? I already know. I know. Who do you think it is, listener? Who do listener? you think it is, Stay listener? tuned next time. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know that's not us. We're just going to tell you it's David. <laughs> so, but here's the here's the twist. They immediately rip off the shoes and the socks, uh-huh. and it's the real David. Like, there's no symbol on his yep. foot. And so then David gets down and looks at his foot, and he has the pie symbol on his foot, which Damn turns it. out... That and so then he explains that as an imposter, he has all of the memories of David, mm-hmm. um, and it starts to slowly come back to him. But this is why he has these moments of nothing because yes. he was he's the imposter, and the real one has those moments. So when he saw himself, he freaked out and thought that the other one was the imposter and killed him. But turns out he was already the imposter. So they immediately freak out and think that David is going to go evil. And so they're like baby babysitting him and watching him like a hawk. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm good. Um, which is sad because that's what Fred said. And they still killed Fred. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm good, man. Like, yeah, I'm okay. And then boom, they shoot him in the head. Like, yeah. Not Fred Durst, the other Fred. No, no, no. Fred, Fred from the very beginning. Yes. From Vegas. And just so you know, Fred Durst, one of the things he says in the car because david keeps saying are, are you fred durst and he finally says you see me as fred durst but if john saw me he'd saw me, see me as some someone yeah. different which so is again, telling you know, it's like yeah from the, like these mind so, fuckers. so so we literally like kind of end the book and then go to an epilogue and so like john or dave david sees the thing on his foot we go to the epilogue and he's like that's my story and arnie has no recorder, no papers, nothing. He's not been like writing yeah. any of this down. And he's like, I'm done. Like, I don't yeah. believe this. This is dumb. And so he's trying to show him like different things. And then Dave or um, Artie goes in this whole thing about his cat, this weird thing, this story about his cat. Do you remember this? No, I remember him talking about when he was like, as a reporter, the things because this is when Arnie finds out that the he's truth. yes the yeah truth. so he's he's talking about because he's like man none of this because he's because Arnie is like yeah like we could go somewhere with the story blah 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 um, mm-hmm. and so then he was like you know Dave's like well this could be dangerous he's like I that I don't scare by this and so he starts telling a story about being a young reporter and a cop pushed him down and called him the N word mm-hmm. and then David looks at him and kind of laughs and he's like what why, why would he call you that and he's like are you serious like mm-hmm. what and he's like oh no. He's like, describe yourself to me. And and he described himself as a black man. And he's like, I see a bald white guy. <laughs> and so they go to his rental car and open the trunk. And there's the real Arnie. And yeah. so David had manifested 
after they talked on the phone what he thought Arnie looked like. And so when he was killed by the other side, he manifested into what David thought because that's part of the side effects of the drug. So Arnie was here only because he's a figment of David's imagination. And so then as soon as David tells him, I'm so sorry I did this to you, then pop, he goes away. He's like, boop, gone. And then after that, we have this whole thing where John or David was trying to protect Amy. Yeah, the epilogue. Amy is, he's, well, this is still part of the epilogue. Yeah, because that yeah, was yeah. also part of the epilogue. They He sends her off to live with some lesbian friends of hers. and Far then, away to keep yeah. her safe because he might be evil. So she ends up coming back and she wants like, to get no, married and live yeah. together. And it's this whole weird fine. thing. And he ships her off to school thinking that maybe she'll find she's another like, yeah, boyfriend. She's not far away. Not going to yeah, happen. Yeah. Um, and then we skip to this baseball game or basketball, basketball game. Yeah, I, I loved, I loved this. This is such a good ending. So they're playing basketball, and yes, all of we a are sudden, at the ending finally. Yes, and all of a sudden there's like this like weird sphere like portal thing, and the ball goes through it. Uh-huh. So John goes in to get the ball, and David's supposed to follow him, and then he eventually follows him only just a couple seconds later. And John's like, "I've been waiting here for hours. What took you so long?" So now we know there's a time thingy again with this. Mm-hmm. And these people show up, and they're like, "We've been waiting for you to come and save this world." And so they're like, "Okay, let us go get our supplies." So they go back because they started playing their basketball game there yes. because it's cooler there. Well, they just wanted to play basketball. Yeah. They really don't want to save anybody. Yeah, <laughs> they're so done they're, with they're like, "Let me go and get our stuff, and we'll be back." So they left and went back to their world and continued their baseball game or basketball game. And then these like young, this group of like 20 year olds show up and they're like, what's this thing? Let's go. They go through. And then a little while later, they're finishing the basketball game and the kids come back through and they're all like beat up and dirty. And they're like, oh my God, that was awesome. Look, it's the same time. Time hasn't even passed here. I can't believe we saved a whole universe. (laughs) Nobody will ever know. And it's like, and they're just playing the basketball game, like whatever, like, and then David is talking about some random stuff, and then it ends mid-sentence. Yes. Like, he's in middle of a sentence, Literally and it's just done. done. <laughs> and so and so at the beginning of this, well, sometime at the beginning of this, I said, this is a book of lies. Like, there's lies, there's lies to lies. What is the name of this book? John dies at the end. He didn't die. He doesn't fucking die. He does not die. <laughs> so again, I mean, both technically they both died lies. and came back. Yes. Molly died several times. Molly died. Amy. I mean, everybody died in this book. Everybody at some died point. and came back. Well, except for the people that didn't come back, I like Fred and Jim yeah, and Justin. So, so if you if you followed us, great. I don't know how because this is, as I said, super tangential to super chaotic crazy story but if you liked anything of what we said you, you should, should read, read the it. book like or listen I to really it. I really did enjoy the book so let's do ratings um okay all right so ratings um yes. and then I, I want to talk a little bit about the movie so yes, I don't well, remember anything about the movie do we so want to go with not. the movie first and then do readings or um if you want to go okay ahead. so I did watch the movie yesterday um it, this is the type of movie and even the book of like I relate it to like, okay, Napoleon Dynamite. When Napoleon Mm -hmm. Dynamite first came out, I thought it was the most absurd, stupid movie. And I thought it was just like, it was stupid. And then I watched it again with my friends. And then I was like, I can appreciate that this is supposed to be a stupid movie. And then it was like, this is the best movie ever. That's what you have to go into with John Dies at the End is that this is just absurd and stupid. And it's supposed to be 
just that stupid. Um, I watched it with my husband. He seemed to really enjoy it. He was curious how long the book was. So I think he might even read the book at this point. Um, but because, I mean, again, we have it on Kindle and audio, so he gets to pick. But um, I really liked it. They did a good job. The beginning and the end follow the book. Obviously, the middle it has so much going on that they really did condense it and had to like drop some stuff from it. So it really has the beginning but then it skips going to Vegas and instead just goes to the mall and mm. it kind of skips the middle part of the mall and instead just goes to like the ending part of the mall. So it kind of smushes those together. And for some reason, and, and I don't know why, but Molly is not Molly. Molly's name is Barkley. Oh. And Jennifer Lopez does not exist. They go instantly to Amy being his girlfriend in the okay. beginning. Like, well, she's so there's, pretty short in there, so I could see yeah. why they would have So there was a couple her. of those things that they kind of yeah. just... You know, who were the actors? People I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nobody I was, famous. I thought it was interesting. Oh, that's, that's, I'm so sorry. You guys were, did a fin, fantastic job in yeah. the movie. Just not a well-known actor. I thought it was interesting because listening to the audiobook, one of the characters sounded like Christian Slater. I think it was John's character. Yes. I thought the yes. guy's voice when he did John sounded like Christian Slater. I thought that and too. And there was another actor. Oh, um. Marconi, the guy, the cult leader, or the he's the only actually well known. He um, sounded to me like name in it. somebody, and I'm trying. Oh, um, oh my gosh, like it's on the tip of uh, Walken, Christopher Walken. That's no, he said. Yeah, but that's not who plays him. But he he was probably one of the like more known. So Arnie was a famous one. So this Paul, oh Paul Giamatti, yeah, plays Arnie, and he did a great job as Arnie. And then Love this is Doctor Marconi. Clancy Brown. Yeah, so I he's in a lot know. of. You don't know him. I I feel like I should know him. He's in a he's a pretty bigger name, huh? Um, God, I'm trying to. Yeah, so he's like, in John Wick. You know, I have not watched any John Wick movies. Um, like he was in Dexter. Um, oh, Dexter, that was amazing. Loved Dexter. Yeah, so he's he's in other things. Okay. So he's more of yeah. a well known. Paul Giamatti, I definitely knew, and yeah. I think I knew that he was in the movie. Um, I, like I said, I legit, I would probably, maybe if I started watching again, might go, oh yes, I remember yeah. this movie, but none of decided, the other names are like, they're not well yeah. known. When we decided to read this, my husband even said, you watched this movie. And I said, no, 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 I didn't. Yeah. He was like, yeah, yeah, you did. So, so I enjoyed the movie a lot. I yeah. really did like it. My husband enjoyed it. It was just so funny and absurd. They did do, I mean, for the time they have in a movie, it was an hour and 40 minutes. So it's not a super long movie, right. but they did as, as best as they could trying to keep to the book. Yeah. Um, so to be fair, just so you know, I listened to the audiobook on one. So very <laughs> slow, like this and it was 14 hours for yeah, the no, book. I listened to it on so, like 1.7 or two. But just if you think about that, so they had an hour and 40 minutes to take a 14 hour yeah. book. So yeah, they had to cut. Yeah, they out. had to. There yeah. was just no way. So. All right. Ratings. Sure. Where do you want to start? Um, well, let's go with yours. Story. What? That's my lowest <gasps> score. Okay. Don't I judge yours. me. I'm not going to judge, judge you. I understand. Okay. <laughs> so I went middle of the road and I went and you know we do this out of five I went 2.5 
Now, here's the thing. There was a part of me that was like, one, like, I hate this story. I hate this. It's so like chaotic and it's irritating and I'm irritated listening to it. And I think it's just because this is not a type of story I would normally or a book I would normally read. Oh, I would have never picked yeah, this normally, never. but I am so glad we did. Yeah. And it, I was not like, I literally got to the end of it and I'm like, I'm confused. My head hurts. I have a headache. I don't, I don't even know what I think. I don't know. I hate this story because it just feels so chaotic that it, it bothered me. And I think because <laughs> I read so much for like relaxation, I could not relax. So for 14 yeah, hours, this was a I'm very, like this was a, an, a, it was like a, a literal version of ADHD. Yes. Yes. It was very ADHD. So I felt like I was in fight or flight the entire time that I was listening <laughs> well, to they it. They literally were in fight or flight. I know. They, they were and fighting so, for the universe. And so here's the thing. <laughs> Do I think it's an original story? Absolutely. And that's probably why I didn't give it a one. That's why I went to the split and did 2.5 because I don't think it's Harsh. a bad story. I think it's just not a story that I particularly enjoyed. But you gave it a five, five. Uh-huh. for the, probably right. the same reasons. <laughs> All right, I'll go to characters. Oh, well, to say why you did five because I love the story. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was hysterical and absurd. I mean, Napoleon Dynamite is one of my favorite movies. It is. Like, I love. Napoleon I love. Well, even like my husband. So my husband and I, and maybe this is, it's like sentimental or nostalgia or something uh-huh. because my husband and I when we first started dating and we weren't officially dating then, but we were coworkers and uh, I'm going to tell this story and uh-huh. Brian's going to be like, oh, why do you have to say it like that? So my husband and I, we worked together mm-hmm. and I had no interest in him. Like I, I, I mean, he was, he was, I mean, he was cute, but I wasn't like, mm-hmm. Oh, I should date this guy. I was like, what? Like, mm-hmm. um, like I had no desire to date him, but I, I felt bad for him because he didn't have a whole lot of friends. Cause he Aww. moved from Iowa to Colorado for the job and he didn't know a lot of people. And so I was constantly inviting him to come. So he lived in Colorado Springs and I lived in Pueblo and I was constantly inviting him to come down and hang out with me and my friends. Cause I was like, I feel bad. Like he's so lonely. Um, and he would always be like, he had something else to do or just, didn't want to. And finally we were having a B movie night with me and my friends. So, I mean, we were watching, um, God, what is it? It's like one of his favorite movies. It's, um, the guy has a chainsaw for a hand horror movie, army of the dead. Is it army of the dead or the other one? Chainsaw for a hand. I was thinking of Texas chainsaw. No, no, no. It's a B movie. It's not like a real, it's like Shaun of the dead type. B movie. Uh, Now I'm going to look it up. I was going to say Shaun of the dead is like the most. Yeah. I think it's like, um, army of the see this is this is important this is to important this, to the okay why is my wi-fi not working what's wrong no with idea. your it's on i know and it came up isn't it army is it army of, of the, the dead? dead yes army of the dead okay see he has a chainsaw oh no no he doesn't well, that's mm. hmm. it's not that nope that's a new one what is this one uh-oh uh squirrel no, no, no. <laughs> army of the dead here it is yeah, so there's Army of the Dead, and then there's another one, which is why I can't think of which one. But anyway, it's a B movie, mm-hmm. a horror movie, and it's just absurd and stupid. And the mm-hmm. guy has his hand as a chainsaw instead. My husband is going to be so disappointed that I can't remember. The, but anyway, so we're having a B movie night, and I invited him. And because he liked the movie that I can't think of, um, he finally came. And it was there watching the movie next to him on the couch. Then, then I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. 
and he's single and I'm single. Maybe this could be something. I know. And so then we ended up texting and talking like the rest of the weekend. And then we started dating shortly after that. So B movies are like, that's something that we did. Like that sparked our relationship. And so I think that's why I enjoyed this because it's a B movie that I know my husband loves that kind of stuff. So that is, it is a B movie. It is supposed to be just absurd and stupid and funny. Like, and I can I can I can give you. But that. it's supposed I mean, to be horror. And I do like like it I, was pretty gory I, I for a movie. It was pretty gory. Most like B movie like funny B movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a gore person. I don't really like horror. And so even if it's a B movie horror movie, it's <laughs> usually not my thing. So um so that's just kind of something that I stay. So again, that might be the difference. Like. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of like stories you like. You have connection to it. Yeah. I'm like my husband and I, our first movie was The Breakfast Club that we watched on VHS. <laughs> and so. Well, that's, I mean, that's, the very, the, you know, the, John next, the next movie that we watched was Singing in the Rain. So, I mean, we Aww, have a big, yes. like, oh, yes. range. And, and to be fair, my husband and I did go see the um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie, like, oh, together. Yeah. Like, so I did used to, like, watch those kinds of movies. <laughs> but, yeah, this know. is a anyway. B-movie making fun of horror movies. Yes. It was pretty gory. But yeah. I did enjoy it. My husband enjoyed it. Good. It was – I laughed a lot. Yeah. Like, they did keep the little pieces that were, like, made the book so funny, the little right. personalities and just randomness. They did keep that. Cool. So I I appreciated the work that they did into That's the movie. Awesome. So. so Story for Me was 2.5. Story for You was oh, 5. Oh, yeah, we're not done with that. Um, um, characters, um, I gave 3.5 for characters. Um, so I went up because I thought there were some really unique and interesting characters in here. Um, some of them I didn't like, but overall I was pretty, pretty okay with the characters. I gave five. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought they did a good, I thought the author did a good job of the characters, the diversity. I liked the little quirkiness of each mm-hmm. one. Um, I mean, yeah, there wasn't a lot of backstory with David and John, but that's because it like literally was like, it was supposed to be around this and like their supernatural powers. But I, I liked all the different characters. I yeah. thought like our main characters all brought something. So I did five. I think some of my things too with the characters was that there were times when it just got too confusing. And I was like, other than like, some of the main characters, all of a sudden I'd be like, okay, wait, who is that? Where did that person come in? All of a sudden we have this person here and that's who that is. And so you just found the movie. That you yes. Met. I was going to drive me nuts. <laughs> evil dead. Evil <gasps> dead. Yes. Evil dead. And then there's evil dead too, but yes. evil dead where he has a chainsaw for his hand. And I just... might've seen that back. Army of darkness. See, that's the sequel I was thinking of is uh, army of darkness. And so I was like, what was it called? Yes. Evil dead and army of darkness. If you've watched those, you will like John dies at the end. Okay. Writing. So this was hard. I gave it a five because I didn't notice anything, but also it was audio. And so audio is different. If I had seen, so maybe I should have done NA for this because I didn't read it. So I didn't know what the writing was, but at the same time, the writing style, the way it was presented, the little jokes in it. And those I thought were all really excellent and funny. And I was definitely at times like, oh my God, that was clever. I should have wrote that down so I could mention that. Um, So I give five. So shocker, 
I also gave five for writing because I really did think that it was an it was a well-written book. And because of the chaos of it and the way it was so just like wild and crazy, yeah. I felt like it was just really well-written. One of the things that we kind of skipped over and we didn't talk about was one of the chapters was like chat room. I, I was just <laughs> thinking that too. There's this random section where it's like a chat room, like, like, I mean, I'm talking like late nineties, early 2000s yes. where you go into a chat room and it's like, so-and-so entered hello everyone. And then so-and-so left. And then they're talking about Korok and being possessed and they're ignoring everybody. So it's like somebody came in, tried to talk to them. And then they eventually left because it was like, you guys are fucking weird. But yeah, I thought it was that group chat section was yes. so funny. It was just, it was one, again, one of my, one of probably my favorite parts of the book was that when they went and I even like looked on the audible, cause you can go on, on there and you can like see what the names of the chapters are. And they said, I think it was entitled group chat or something like that. And I was yep, like, it was what the heck? And I went back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's what this, and I just sat there laughing. Cause it I thought so this funny. was so, cause I had was... been, I had been in those chat rooms before. Me too. So writing yeah. five, I'd be in class and I would be in those chat rooms. Oh. And then our teacher would come over and be like, you're probably talking to some dreary old man right now. And you're I'm like, like Maybe, eh. whatever. <laughs> I was a teenager. I thought I was invincible to of those course, things. We always now, do. of course, now I tell the teenagers I work with. Please like, don't do that. That could be a dirty old man. Yeah, do not talk to those and they're, people. And they're like, nah. And they're I like, like, I, I saw was their there. picture on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, uh, catfishing you. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Overall. Um, I gave 3.5. So I think. I'm I mean, good. that was an average of your score. Yeah, I think my sense. Goodreads score was actually might have been a, a two or a three. Because I will tell you, I've noticed my Goodreads scores typically are a little bit different than what I put on here because, first of all, we can't do points on there. <laughs> Second of all, because a five for me is like, this is a book that every human being needs to read. And Why doesn't every human being need to read John Dies at the End? Because they don't. <laughs> and so, so I kind this of is have a, book a different... I, my five is this is a book I would recommend to somebody else. Yeah. And this is a book I would See, recommend to somebody else. And so else. I kind of, I've like honed it at different times. And so I have like these ideas in my head of what my good reads. So it's usually different. <laughs> and so I think I might've given this one a three in there, but I cannot tell you for sure. Um, but overall, I'd say 3.5. And I think that's pretty accurate. It was better than middle of the road, but not the best thing I've ever read, obviously, because I gave it a 2.5 on story. It was just, it was interesting. I will never read it again. <laughs> I will. If someone says, if you read this, you'll like that. And it's John dies at the end. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Goodreads is going to recommend. They're going to be like, because you read John Dies at the yeah, End, you, you might like. This. No. So I gave it a 1.8. Just kidding. I gave it a 5. <laughs> that would be super weird. I know. That would be. I gave it a 5, a 5, and a 5, and, and then a, a 1.8. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not averaging. No, I gave it a 5. I did really yeah. enjoy this book. It was mm -hmm. absurd. It was a perfect book for us to do for podcasts. Yeah. And I'm so thankful for this podcast because I would have never read this book otherwise. And I say that. And even like we have a, we are involved in a book club too. We don't read these kind of books in our book club. And I feel like there's a lot of times both here and in our book club where I end up reading things that I'm just like, oh yeah, I would never have read that book, but that book is really good. Like Morning Glory Milking Farm for the podcast. Aww. Loved it. Kind of that gross, episode good. is good to the last drop if it you is. haven't listened to it. It is so good. Um, or Bunny, 
Um, I, I would I have love, never read Bunny. No, and I love that I book. Know. That was one. Of, I think that's that's been my only five. I think like oh. solid five. I liked this one better than Bunny, but I really, did really like Bunny. I really yeah. liked Bunny, and it did have some gore in it. It was, yeah. but it was it was that not was as, just that was, it was just weird bizarre. and but it wasn't as like chaotic as this yeah. one. I think yeah. so, but it was bizarre, um, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Absolutely. This one was just absurd silliness. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that is John Dies in the End. John. There are multiple books of this, so that is not, so maybe John Dies in the End of the next book. I don't know. But there Ooh, are knows. more of this book. Um, that was just the first one. Right. Um, and there are more writings by David Wong, a.k.a. Jason Parkin. Um, like, there's one about, like, um, like, don't touch this book. It's full of spiders or something like Ugh, that. I don't yeah. think I could read that yeah. one. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. So there's other, like, books as part of this universe. So if you like, if you do read John Dies at the End, you like it. There are more from yes. this. So Yeah. Next so, book. Next book is so, called. So in two weeks, we'll be reviewing Womb. That's W-O-O-M by Duncan Ralston. Ralston. Looks, yeah. Sounds like Ralston. Yeah. Looks like Ralston. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that was. Oh, and we have to. Yeah, we, we have, have to, to talk about these mugs. We didn't yes. talk about them. Um, so first of all, um, shout out to our friend Amy, who yes. I, I don't know if she started listening to our podcast yet. Has she? I don't know. We keep telling her. We keep telling her. And so recently um, I expressed in a um, group text that I was frustrated with something and she called me a fucking delight. <laughs> and I was like, that is lovely. And yes. then she showed us a picture of herself with her coffee mug and it said, I'm a ray of fucking sunshine. Yes. And we both fell in love with it. Yes. So today... We, we bought ourselves some we mugs. We did. We bought ourselves. So today we're cheersing with our coffee mugs because yes. um, they say I am a ray of fucking sunshine on them and they have a sun on them. It's so lovely. It's actually a really, really cool. Color. I know. Yeah. I like this mug yeah. a lot. So. Me too. So cheers. I'm a fucking ray of sunshine. <laughs> Absolutely. And a fucking delight. Yeah. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to another episode of Our Secret Bookshelf. If you liked the episode, please leave a rating. Make sure to subscribe so you know when we pull another book from the shelf. And if you have any recommendations, whether it's from the title, the cover, or a review of a book that made you go, what the fuck, please send it to us at OurSecretBookshelf2023 at gmail.com. See you next time.